Everyone, we're back, and it's round two of the wrestling match between the producer and myself. If you missed the first bout, you need to go back and check out the YouTube video. It's going to be an excellent second discussion about wrestling on Kingdom Speak with Pastor Daniel McKillop. Mm-hmm. Welcome back, everyone. I'm Welcome. feeling particularly good about this round. Yes. How are you I'm feeling too, over there? I'm feeling good. Since You're feeling I, confident? Well, yeah, I won round one, so I'm feeling very confident. You know, you uh, can't win the fight in one round unless you knock me out, right? Correct. So KO. I'm still here. Just saying. Still in the fight. Prepare. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there, we'll get that out of the way. <laughs> wow. Listen to this. These uh, reviews about Bible bombs and the co-host and stuff are catching on. This review says this. Keep them coming. Five stars. Enjoy all the Bible talk. I love the different angles the scriptures are delivered from, and I can't wait to hear the next bomb. Well, there it is. Uh, <laughs> there it is. And that one is, for you. That is from the Hannah's 238. Did they put in there how to pronounce the name? No. no. I said the Hannah's 238. Mm-hmm. That's pretty self-explanatory. Mm-hmm. So we'll say amen to the Hannah's. Can I get a amen? Amen! Can I get a hallelujah? We put out a lot of content. Um, I say a lot. It's one episode a week, which doesn't sound like a lot, but it really, mm. it is. A lot of content, as yes. you as you are the creator of the content. I was just going to say, you, you said we. <laughs> Who is we? Well, I take yeah. it and spew it out yeah. <laughs> secondhand. It yeah. doesn't sound like a lot until you start a podcast. When anybody's talked to oh. me about starting a podcast, that's been the one thing I've said. you got to have more than your five ideas. That'll get you mm-hmm. That'll get you halfway through oh, the first Wow. Year. Yeah. Oh, my that's goodness. True. That's yeah. true. Come on. And... I was just reminiscing after the first episode. This, I think, this content we're talking about. Um, I don't know how it will rank in the charts, but this is some good stuff right here. I think uh, it's a topic that will resonate with podcasters. You know, the whole the struggle, improving yes. your daily life, yes. applying it to um, where you're at, and the the deconstructing of the of the stigma associated. Yeah. With struggling. Um, because everyone does. Mm-hmm. It's not everyone admits it. Mm-hmm. And, and, and if we're not careful, we will, we will make that the standard for victorious living. <laughs> right. Is, right. Is whether or not we wrestle and struggle. And Remember hopefully what? that's what's taken place here is we're able to change that perception. I never forget uh, Pastor Urshan at Connection when he was talking about uh, being in the car with, he's talking about his dad, right? Yes. And yes. How, his grandfather. Grandfather, right. Grandfather, yes. Okay. Uh, that's how memorable it was. I didn't even remember. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'll never forget what he said. <laughs> I mean, it was 3 a.m., okay? Yeah. It was 3 a.m. Yes. So we're recording at 3 p.m. It's 3 a.m. A little a slight difference. Mm-hmm. But him talking about how 
seeing the man. Probably that you know, what, wasn't what, the same as... What, what did he talk about, the 5% rule? The 5% five, 5 humanity? I wasn't, I wasn't listening at that oh. point. <laughs> you checked out? I was catching yeah. a battery for a light or... Every leader has at least that 5% of that human element. Mm -hmm. When I'm saying human, I mean the humanity of every leader is much greater than 5%, but the 5% of that bleed over mm -hmm. that you really don't want anybody else to see. Mm -hmm. you no, know, that's uh, mm -hmm. that was something that really stuck out to me when he um, yeah. made that statement was everybody has it. And you have to embrace that. You have to embrace it. Mm. There's uh, a lot of discussion in the last episode started to get around Jacob. Yes. Uh, and that's when you say wrestling, I think that's where everyone's mind went to. Sure it is. We're going to say. Sure it is. We spent a lot of time talking about Jesus and that, but we sort of ended the last episode, if you remember, way back to last Friday. Mm. Mm. Um, we were just starting to get into... Um, Jacob and all of that. The, the fact, uh, and I think the takeaway from that is that that was the birthing ground of the people of God. That is where Israel came from, mm -hmm. is a wrestling match. Mm. So the people of God hmm. know how to strive with their God, but not get out of place. Mm-hmm. And they take their identity from it. Yes, right. their their identity and their purpose is derived from those one-on-one -on -one encounters with God, so where like, you empty yourself out mm. by crossing the the, the, the brook Jabbok, and you and you and you tangle with God. You you wrestle it out. So if you're going to be an Israelite, you are part of the wrestler's pedigree. You come yes. from that bloodline of yes. That's you have you to are. have tenacity if you're going to be a child of God. Because mm -hmm. mm -hmm. you'll be given all kinds of opportunities to quit because the day is breaking. Well, yeah, well said. <laughs> right? Here's an exit, here's an exit uh, strategy. A convenient excuse? Yeah. How bad do you want the blessing? Not just the blessing from God, but the identity from God. In. Yeah. And so it, 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 it makes you hang on through the darkest part of the night. Mm-hmm without throwing in the towel. Hmm. And that becomes the earmark of the people of God. Those people that know how to just hang on. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I, I think this is a perfect segue into the, the next part of this discussion. Wrestling in and of itself is not organically beneficial. Mm -hmm. It is who you're wrestling with Mm. That makes it beneficial. All right. What do you mean by that? So he is wrestling with an entity mm. that supersedes him, that is superior to him, that is stronger than him, smarter than him. Mm -hmm. Right? Uh, it's, it's, it's a representative from another dimension that he's not in. Mm another world that he's not in, another sphere that he's not in. It's a heavenly being that he is tangling with hmm. at that moment. Okay? You don't want, and so we're going we're gonna to talk about this because if, if we're not careful, we'll think wrestling in and of itself can bring about positive 
outcomes. No, you can wrestle with the wrong thing. All right. All right. Fair so enough. the apostle says we wrestle not. Right. Against flesh and blood. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right? You have to know what not to tangle with. So we're not trying to wake up this arbitrary, random, tackle anything you see and <laughs> try to wrestle it to the ground. Oh, my. Right? That's right. So when when you understand that, it, it's important that you wrestle with the right thing. So if you wrestle with something, uh, let, let me say it this way. If, if you wrestle with someone or an entity that is inferior to you, that seldom teaches you anything and often w awakens the bully mm -hmm. tactic in you where you dominate the playground. Correct. Correct. Okay? It's, it's the thing that every parent has to watch in their 13-year-old child that is grappling with manhood, if, if, if it's a male, yeah. where he is, he is wanting to drop down two or three levels to the 10- or 11-year-old guys. Where he can always win. Because he wins yeah. at everything. <laughs> right? He doesn't want to hang around with the 13-year-olds that are better at him in certain areas or for sure be around the 16-year-olds. Who teach him a lesson every time. Who teach him a lesson. Mm -hmm. Okay? And that's the problem I have. I'm always stronger than everyone around me. <laughs> <laughs> Looking with, in your direction. With what? <laughs> your odor? <laughs> oh, oh, slam. Slam. He's looking at the buttons. We're not oh, sure yeah. which to push. Yeah. Oh, oh my, my goodness. goodness. Yeah. yeah that Come was on. good. That was well played. Take a breath, mint, and move on. Yeah. <laughs> We've said this before. You've heard me say this before in teaching uh, and probably on the podcast. Um, if you're always the smartest person in the room, you're mm -hmm. in the wrong room. Absolutely right. I change rooms. Absolutely right. Yep. Right? You need to be around someone that can challenge you, inspire you. Even with, in reason, in a healthy way, instill fear in you, mm -hmm. intimidate you. Mm -hmm. Not because they are intentionally intimidating, but because you within yourself recognize the greatness that they possess, and, and it makes you go, wow, yeah. in a good way. Yeah. yeah. Right? Yep. yep. This, this is, is demonstrated in the life and in the wrestling match of Jacob and the theophany that he's wrestling with. He was wrestling with something stronger than him. Right. Mm. He wrestled with something that, here, here, how about this, that knew his weaknesses. Oh, yeah. And mm. knew where mm. to touch him. Mm -hmm. Okay? This is a fascinating part of the wrestling match between Jacob and that angelic being, is that he knew, boom, I'm going to touch him in the hollow of his thigh, because this is where he is susceptible to throw. It throws his balance off. Mm -hmm. And it's at that moment that, that let, let me say, let me say it this way. He, 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 he touched him in a way that Jacob had to lean into him. All right. Yep. Think about wrestling with only one good leg. Oof. Yeah. It definitely uh, impairs you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So when you're wrestling with God, he knows how to touch you mm -hmm. to throw the weight of your argument, the weight of your mm -hmm. question, so that you're no longer standing on your own understanding. Mm -hmm. Did you see what I did right there? I saw it. Yeah. Okay. 
But and, you're, you're leaning. But you're leaning. <laughs> right. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh my wow. goodness. Come on. Boys. Okay, so there is a scripture. Proverbs 3, 5. Trust yes. in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not yeah, unto thine own understanding. This is what Jacob is experiencing at that moment. I'm wrestling with you. You have power because at the end of the wrestling match, he said, man, you have power with God, you have power with man, and you have prevailed. So clearly there, there's a power, there's a structure of power that Jacob possessed that was, that, 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 that the, uh, the theophany was embracing mm -hmm. and recognizing, but still had the dominion over him to touch him in a way that really tilted, shifted the balance of that wrestling match in the favor of the theophany. You need to have people in your life that you wrestle with hmm. that know how to help control you. Mm -hmm. yeah. Now, before we move on into those thoughts, do you think that was a supernatural exclusive touch, or do you think he physically... I think if you read any Jewish background to this, he mm. goes on to say that's why they didn't they don't eat the sinew yeah. anymore. I think there was a literal transformation to the physical walk hmm. of Jacob. He limped. Even when you get to the end of his life, he's still worshiping, worshiping, leaning on yeah. his staff. Yeah, it forever marked him. There is a gate to Israel that Jacob never had. Hmm. It, it comes with the blessing. And, and can, can you handle that aspect? If I'm going to bless you with this, can you handle having to walk like this to get that? And that emerged mm -hmm. from that wrestling match. Mm -hmm. Right? Sure did. Sure did. So, so you were starting to talk uh, before I interrupted you about wrestling with someone who could make, I think you called them like life altering or physical mm -hmm. wrestling with someone stronger than you and they can change you. Yes. And, and, and for the greater context, God obviously fits that bill. But I really think that even, I think it's even important to have men, women in your life that, you have that respect for that when you share something with them, they can go, Oh man, mm. that that's listing a bit too much to the left. Mm. You need to adjust that. Okay. A fear. And, and, and sometimes this is driven by insecurity. Mm. A fear can be tagging back into last week. We're scared to say why, mm -hmm. or we interpret why, to be questioning rather than asking a question, then we go, uh, I'm not sure. We get unbalanced because we won't enter into the foray of that wrestling truth out. Truth emerges That's right. by engaging in this, this wrestling match. So I, I can remember doing this with my son. I would, um, he's, he's an only child. And so at, at you know, he, he's barely able to stand up 
and 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 we begin the process. I can remember setting him up on the bed, and we'd push back and forth, and I'd let him hit me, and I'd, and then as he grew, two, three, four years of age, we had this, we had this time where we would share punches, if you will, and I know that 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 sounds more aggressive than what it really was. Mm-hmm. But what what I wanted him to be able to calibrate was his own strengths. Right. Okay? Yeah. This was not about yeah. me being able to dominate over a two-year-old. Mm-hmm. Like, I should be able to do that. Yep. You know, I'm, I'm 31 years of age. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I should be able to handle this Absolutely. argument. Absolutely. It was about him being able to accurately gauge that if he swings and hits me in the abdomen, mm-hmm. it's okay. But if he swings and hits me in the face and knocks my glasses off, that's a bit yeah. much. Yeah, you probably shouldn't do that. Right? right. Yeah. So I can sit down all day long and try to talk to him linguistically and share with him that, you know, you really shouldn't hit people in the face. You shouldn't. But yet, throughout the process of bantering back and forth and in a playful, controlled setting, we get physical with each other, he realizes, oh, this is playing and this is pain. Yeah. Right? That's right. And 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 up to this line is okay, but anything over that line is something that's problematic. And the only way to really find that invisible line between okay and not okay is to physically wrestle it out. Mm. And you become a better person right. by wrestling. Yep. And it's it's him engaging with someone that is disciplined enough mm-hmm. to not use their strengths to hurt him while he's learning the value of his strengths. Yes. Right? Yes. yes. This is what the theophany is doing with Jacob. Mm-hmm. Jacob couldn't touch the theophany in his thigh no. and affect him the same way that the, the, that the theophany touched Jacob in the thigh, and it affected him. Right. You see what I'm saying? Right. I do. So, yeah, totally. so it's it's a matter of of you don't get you don't find those boundaries by wrestling with an inferior. You have to mm-hmm. stop surrounding yourself with yes men and immature men that you can dominate with, and take take this level to you know why is God allowing this to happen? Ask the right person that. Exactly. Somebody will tell you what you don't want to hear. Right. <laughs> the cheater in Jacob, the yeah. surplanter in Jacob, the 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 lack of character in Jacob that is after what God has promised him but from men needed to be confronted and addressed by a superior. Mhm. Okay? Mm-hmm. Wrestling with Esau wouldn't do it. Mhm. Wrestling he tried with Esau. that. Yeah. Even right. with his parents. Right. Tried all that. Right. So yeah. here he is face-to-face alone, wrestling with that being. And I really think, I, I, uh, although we don't, we don't intend to get off too far in this, this definitely has an impact on how we raise kids. Hmm. Child discipline is greatly affected by whether or not your child, you've spent time with them, helping them discover 
the line between far enough and not and 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 too far. Being the superior voice in their life yes. above them. Yes. Right. Instead of just allowing them to work things out amongst their peers. Yes. Right. Yeah, I yes. can totally see that. I, I I remember going to youth camps and supervising youth camps, and man, the new kid on the block was always under the barrage of pillows as the pillow Initiation fights. Initiation year. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But you could feel it when it switched. Yeah. Where I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, that's that's too far. That's too much. Nope. Same pillow, same action, same swinging. Different attitude. But a different attitude. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. No yeah. longer asking the question. Starting to question now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> right? And maturity emerges from those moments. Identity uh, yes. emerges from yes. those moments. Yes. Uh, children that know who they are emerge from those moments. They can learn some things from siblings, some things from peers at school, mm-hmm. but really it takes tangling with someone who has authority, someone who has strength <clears throat> to really get to the bottom of it. I'm sure you've heard, maybe as a third party, you travel a lot. So if you sit in an airport terminal, you can learn so much about people. Oh, <laughs> Good and bad, I would say. And, yeah, the despair of humanity. Right. But you hear people talking about something, and they are so sold on an opinion or a set of facts. And I've said this to myself. You know, no one has ever challenged them on that and said, you know. Right. is Is that actually right? what you think happened or they're talking about something in the news or politics. You, you, it's like, you, you, you do you really this. think, do you really think that you see this all the time with um, Ben Shapiro being confronted over his views on some moral point, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and someone's standing there, they're trying to formulate an opinion, but man, they're not landing anything because no. he just keeps throwing it back. They're, they're wrestling with a superior at that point. Right. And you see truth emerge in those moments where they either in disgust because their arguments are too weak, mm-hmm. yep. walk away when they realize I'm a doofus. I, 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 I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not delivering here yeah. or else there's that moment where you can see it dawn on them. Oh, whoa. I see what you're saying. Yeah. I think, mm. Yeah. I think you've said that before. You can argue, but you don't have to be argumentative. Right. 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 That's right. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, you may not fully understand it, but that exactly. doesn't mean you have to do So there, yeah. there's, there's things here that I've written down. These emerge out of wrestling, even with your children. Yeah. Okay? You're, 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 you're teaching that child, that infant even, <clears throat> crying is okay, but this much is too much. Yeah. Throwing a toy is okay, tossing a toy, dropping a toy, but casting it viciously across the room that's no it's too much too much too much too much yeah crying is okay screaming is not expressing ownership is okay but not sharing is not Mm -hmm. being disappointed is okay mad is too much well this stuff works for adults (laughs) well you didn't have to bring up the obvious no let's talk about the kids and to your point disagreeing is okay but being disagreeable is not yeah there you go yeah stop Right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. The difference between being disciplined mm. and being disciplined. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what emerges out of it. <sighs> the difference between being right and being argumentative, mm-hmm. between speaking the truth and being obnoxious, 
between saying something funny and saying something offensive, between being concerned and being nosy, between being smart and being an academic snob, yeah. mm -hmm. between being victimized and being a victim. And being a victim. Yeah. Big one. Yeah. Big one. I'm not right? Hearing, I'm not hearing any Bible bombs here. We're this is the, where you have to we're wrestle. We're in the truth zone right this now. This is where it's at. Yeah. This this is, is, you have to wrestle yeah. to get this. Yeah. Okay. Interestingly, in the marriage, so in the same house, in the same house, Jacob's wife, Rachel, who he is the one that he fell in love with and the one that, that Laban, you know, shystered him out of. Right. In that particular case, Laban was a little quicker on the draw. Oh, yes, Jacob, he was. Right? Oh, yes, he was. I think, <laughs> I think what Jacob failed to realize at that moment is that there's other people that are smooth in the world besides me. <laughs> True. <laughs> True. That's right. Right? True. There always is. When you step into the arena of who can out-cheat the other guy, look out. There's always guys that mm, a little better. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And Laban got him on that one. And so now Jacob is married to Leah, who by his own definition is the ugly one. Mm -hmm. Okay. Rachel's the beautiful one that he fell in love with. But Leah is more fertile. And so she's having children. And Rachel is intimidated by the lack of her ability yeah. to have children. Now, you have the passage there, Genesis chapter 30. Genesis 30, verse 1. And when Rachel saw that she bare Jacob no children, Rachel envied her sister and said unto Jacob, Give me children or else I die. So she says to Jacob, Give me children. Mm -hmm. And Jacob's anger was kindled against Rachel. Mm -hmm. And he said, Am I in God's stead? Who hath withheld from thee the fruit of the womb? So in other words, now, now here is a very mm -hmm. obvious point to me. But this is what emerges if you wrestle with the wrong thing. Your questions don't even make sense. You get mad at the wrong people. Jacob is not the problem here, Kingdom Speak listeners. Mm -hmm. Jacob, I understand we have a mixed audience that listens to us here, but Jacob and Leah are producing children. Right. Yeah. Jacob is not the problem. Mm -hmm. So why, Rachel, are you running back? We know you're mad at Leah. But you're going back to Jacob and blaming Jacob for the lack of your fruitfulness. That's not how it works. That is not the problem. Uh -uh. That is not the problem. So because she is what we'll find out here in a, in a few moments, wrestling with the wrong thing, it affects the questions that you ask. And you get upset at the wrong people. Yes. And, the, and you don't get the answers that you're desiring. Okay. So notice what she brings to the table as a solution. So she said, Behold my maid, Billah. Go in unto her, and she shall bear upon my knees, that I may also have children by her. Mm -hmm. And she gave him, Billah, her handmaid to wife. And Jacob went in unto her, and Billah conceived, and guess what happened? And bare Jacob a son. Mm -hmm. And Rachel said, God hath judged me. And hath also heard my voice, and hath given me a son, therefore called she his name Dan. As if God had absolutely anything to do with what had just happened. <laughs> this is not a God thing. 
All right. And Bella, Rachel's maid, Rachel's maid conceived again and bare Jacob, his second son. And Rachel mm. said, with great wrestlings, have I wrestled? And Rachel said, here we go. <sighs> with great wrestlings, have I wrestled with my sister? <laughs> and I have prevailed. Notice the terminology now. Yes. What I a win. Prevailed. What a win. <laughs> and she called his name after lie. I have wrestled with my sister, and I have prevailed over my sister. Now, ma'am, you still have a barren womb. You just have stepchildren. Yeah. And you call that prevailing. Mm, exactly. So do, do you see how your outlook isn't even right? Mm -mm. You're not, you're, 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 you're running around with a child on your hip that Billa yeah. bore, and you're bragging to your sister that you're wrestling with. Mm-hmm. Ah, oh, look what I've gotten. Oh, man. It doesn't make any sense. And so I've wrestled with my sister, and I have prevailed over my sister. This underscores the point that when you wrestle, you don't get positive outcomes from wrestling with anybody. Mm -hmm. You've got to wrestle with the right person the right people that's right so i'm not wrestling with my brother who's having greater revival than me oh. i'm not wrestling with my mm -hmm. sister who is being more productive than wow. me okay wrestle with somebody who can right change it for you yes what would have happened if mm -hmm. she would have wrestled with god because before it's over god does open her womb and she does have children. <sighs> Man. Let's not apply this to our lives. Though. Uh, it's just... <laughs> now, the terminology is the same terminology that is used by the theophany in the wrestling match between Jacob and the angel. The angel says of Jacob, Jacob, you have power with God. Mm -hmm. As a prince, you have power with God. I think this is also notable as a prince. Mm -hmm. You have power with God, not as a king. True. Wow. Yeah. Second in command. Ah. So you do not have absolute authority. You're just strong. You have power and you've wrestled with God hmm. and you have power with men and you have prevailed. Wow. The question that you've got to ask yourself is this. What did Jacob prevail over? Rachel tells us she prevailed over her sister. But when the theophany said, Jacob, you've wrestled and you have prevailed, what comes out of that in my, this, this, is, this is what I'd like to throw out <clears throat> for your consideration, is that Jacob did not prevail over the theophany. All right. Jacob's the one that left limping. Well, yeah, he, he clearly didn't win. So Rachel may have prevailed over Leah in her own jaded view of, of, of the, the metrics by which she was measuring prevailing. Mm -hmm. Jacob left the wrestling, the wrestling match 
with a limp and a blessing and an identity. Okay? So what I think Jacob prevailed over is Jacob. Woo! Think about that. He didn't prevail over Esau. Esau wasn't there. That's right. He didn't prevail over the theophany because the theophany left. That's right. Hmm. What Jacob prevailed over was that old nature in himself of trying to wrestle from men what you can only wrestle from God. Wow. That's a good observation. The problem all along was Jacob, wasn't it? Painfully so. So it's like it's like Rachel emerges from the kindergarten class and goes, ah, I dominated over them. Well, good for you. You're 14. You should dominate over the kindergarten class. The fact that you won the spelling bee. Yeah. With the kindergarten class and you're you're in junior high is nothing to brag about. But leaving a wrestling match with God mm. and having something tangible to hold on to, that, that, that's a different story. And so we see this one more time in another example in the life of Job, where Job has just lost everything. He's lost He's lost his children. He has lost his business. He's lost his finances. His right. wife right. is even encouraging him to curse God right. and die and throw in the towel and it's over. And at that moment, sitting on an ash heap, scraping boils, trying to hold it together until he can heal up, he looks up. He's all alone. Notice that again? <laughs> Forsaken. And he looks up and here comes some friends. And oh, did things go from bad to worse. A good exposition on, or exhibition, sorry, on why you shouldn't wrestle with your equals because clearly when you go through something like this. <laughs> I've, I've often said this. Job was obviously good at running a business and yes. very poor at picking friends. Man. <laughs> so they all gather around him and they just look at him. Would you look at that? Yeah, would you just look at it? <laughs> That's dating I wonder if there's anybody in but our I audience don't think there's that many. just recognize what you did right there. Would you just look at that? <laughs> <laughs> look at that. If you know what that means, if you, know, you got to you know. chime in. If you know, you know. Yep. <laughs> Just look at it. It's <laughs> good. And they stare at him for seven days. That's a long time, bro. Come on. That's a long time. Come on. Like... And then when they opened their mouth up, the only thing worse than the silence was what they came up with. <sighs> Things not to say to your friends when they go through bad stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And, and and there emerges an entire book full of this wrestling match on a contemporary level where they're trying to find out 
amongst themselves Mm -hmm. what God has against Job. Well, Job, there must be something in your life you're doing wrong. Yeah, exactly. Right? And when Job tries to defend himself, they accuse him of being self-righteous. They accuse him. And they're, I mean, for the entire book, they're circling the drain because they're wrestling on a contemporary level. And there's some things that can only emerge from wrestling with God. That's it, man. That's it. And finally, in Job 33, Elihu says to Job, mm-hmm. Behold, verse 12, in this thou art not just. I will answer I just thee. just found out what it is. You're not just in this one area. I will answer thee that God <laughs> is greater than man. What an observation. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. That'll preach a while. Wow. Why dost thou strive against him? For he giveth not account of any of his matters. For God speaketh once, yea, twice, yet man perceiveth it not. So Elihu looks at Job and goes, and why are you even trying to get an answer out of God? Exactly. Why strive with God? That is an improper humanistic viewpoint. Do you think he was saying, how come he didn't ask me? Well, evidently, (laughs) I'm trying to help you here, you know? Yes, I have all sorts of opinions about why you're going through what you're going through. Yeah. Yeah. Why ask God? Talk to God about it. The response at that moment, and kudos to Job for just not rising to the bait and responding to everything foolish these men were saying. Mm -hmm. But the proper response to this is, because there's nobody else in my life worth wrestling with right right. now. If anybody knows why I'm going through what I'm going through, Mm -hmm. it's God, Elihu, and it's not you. And clearly Job knows that. The Lord giveth. And the Lord taketh away. Yes. Not you bunch of scoundrels. So, Yeah. (laughs) Anytime Job would bring up his righteousness, they'd point out his failures. Mm-hmm. He'd bring up his generosity, they'd say he's stingy. Right. They'd bring up his morals, and he would say he was immoral. I mean, it was just it was just this vicious yep. cycle of nothing emerging from the wrestling match that would provide any solutions or answer or comfort to Job's situation. Mm-hmm. And notice what happens in Job 38. Hmm. Job 38.1 says, Then the Lord answered Job out of the whirlwind. Now I know that, that, that there's all kinds of applications here for the whirlwind, but I, I just for the sake of today, humor me. Could it be that God literally looks and goes, out of this whirlwind of chaotic dialogue that's going on in your life, Job, hmm. listen to me. For a minute. Like somewhere at the point, you can read from Job 33 to Job 38. Somewhere Job tuned them out. Right. And started talking to God while they were talking to him. That's right. And God went, hey, Job, wrestling with me is okay. Yep. You've been asking me questions. I got a few questions for you. Now, you got to be ready. When you start wrestling with God, he knows where to touch you and how to speak to you, to get you to respond. Mm-hmm. What did he say? Who is this 
that darkeneth counsel by words without knowledge. That is the divine smackdown on everything that had been happening in, happening in the conversations up until this point. You guys are darkening counsel with words without knowledge. So in other words, God's looking at them and saying, the only way you could say more, say less is talk more. You're, you're, you're literally getting nowhere with this counsel joke. So gird your loins up like a man. For I will demand of thee, <laughs> and answer thou me. Yes. Where was thou when I laid the foundations of the earth? Declare if thou hast understanding. Mm. Who hath laid the measures thereof, if thou knowest, or who hath stretched the line upon it? Whereupon are the foundations thereof fastened, or who laid the cornerstone thereof? Rapid fire, he starts shooting questions, never giving Job any opportunity to answer right. to them, because Job had no answer to them. Just remember, when you start asking God questions, he has a few of his own. Mm -hmm. And that exchange between Job and God recalibrated Job's outlook. But he didn't address little Eli, did he? No, he didn't. He didn't. No, he didn't. Hmm. So for the sake of time, what I want to lift out of this is wrestling with men will never give you the answers that you can only get from wrestling with God. So obviously Job had been wrestling with God with those questions. You know he had. God was answering him. Obviously. God was answering him. Obviously. Hmm. And at some point we have to be we have to be confident enough in who we are, preachers, that if the, if, if if someone asks us a question and we don't know it, we just say, I don't know. We don't have to pontificate and try to come up with some reason yeah. why this particular person has cancer or this person has been going through this or why financial hardships have come on this person. Hmm. Let God answer them out of the whirlwind. There really are questions that you can't really come up with an answer. Right. So wrestle with God in those moments. Yeah. Get on your knees and wrestle it out of God. Mm -hmm. And be ready for him to say, I've told you all I'm going to tell you. Or be ready for him to ask you whatever questions he wants to ask you. Yep. Mm -hmm. Now here's, here's, here's the landing point for everything that we've talked about these last couple of weeks. When, when, when Jacob emerges from this wrestling match, the theophany says, as a prince you have power with God. And with man, and, right, and have prevailed, right. I believe over himself. Mm -hmm. You've conquered this. You've conquered this propensity to lie to get a blessing, mm -hmm. to sneak to get a blessing. You've conquered it. You prevailed. There is no person worth prevailing over any more than yourself. Mm -hmm. If I can prevail over me, the majority of the problems in my life will resolve. If I can get control of me. That's the truth. Okay. That's the truth. And so if I am willing, going clear back to the beginning of last week's episode, Jesus asked why. It's okay to ask why. Mm -hmm. It's okay to wonder why am I feeling abandoned in this mm. process? 
Why am I feeling isolated in this process without adopting the victim mentality of why am I going through this and why me? No, that's an entirely different mm-hmm. approach. Mm-hmm. If you're willing to enter into the foray of wrestling that out of God, guess what happens? Paradise emerges. You're right. Jesus did not get delivered from Calvary, but as as soon as he said and resigned to it, it is finished, and he breathes his last. He's immediately in paradise. How do you know that? He looked and said to the thief, today, today, that's right, today, right. Mm-hmm. you will be with me in paradise. It is not the will of God that you live a life that is in a permanent state of wrestling over something that has happened to you or something that you've did or something that you're going through. But you have to understand, stick with it till the dawn breaks. Mm-hmm. Stick with it until God answers you out of the whirlwind. Stick with it until he opens your womb. Mm-hmm. Stick with it. And on the other side of that, Job, is a blessing that trumps anything that you've ever experienced so far in your life. On the other side of this, Jesus, this abandonment that you're feeling right now, hanging between heaven and earth, is a paradise that is waiting to receive you. On the other side of this, Rachel, is your own child, not Bilhah's child. Yours. Right. Yours. Mm-hmm. And so if you are willing to endure the wrestling, your identity will emerge from this. Purpose will emerge from this. Mm -hmm. You are not losing the fact that you are a child of God because you have questions. But get on your knees and talk to God about it and ask the right people. And that can include your pastor, and that can include a mentor, mm-hmm. and, and young person, that can include your parent, mm-hmm. and that can include someone that you trust, a mm-hmm. youth pastor, mm-hmm. a youth leader. Mm-hmm. To use a secular term, a life coach. But ask somebody that can help knock the edges of your unbelief off, reinstate the lack of yeah. trust that you have. Yeah. Further solidify the faith that you feel is shaken by what you're going through. And if you'll continue to wrestle till the day of, till the break of dawn, you will emerge as Israel, not Jacob. And you will have power. And notice this. When Jacob leaves that moment, the theophany says he has prevailed. Do you know what Jacob said when he left that moment? There's something special about this place. This place... My life was preserved. Mm -hmm. He did not leave beating his chest saying, I have power. I have prevailed. He left saying, Mm -hmm. my life was preserved. You need to wrestle with God until your life is preserved. And you will have paradise again.